Welcome to 2019, and I can think of no better way to start off this year than conversations with some of my favorite professional organizers all about goal setting, and of course, some new cocktail recipes. Welcome to Cocktails in Containers, your source for organizing strategies perfectly paired with a cocktail. And now, here's your host, who believes if life hands you lemons, you should reach for the vodka or tequila, Christy Lingo. Hello, and welcome back to Cocktails in Containers. I'm your host, mom, organizing expert, professional organizer, and mother of two crazy boys, Christy Lingo. And today kicks off our 2019 goal-setting series with Lori Sella of Time for Organizing and Kelly Butler of The Joyful Sort. I'm really excited about this series because what I wanted to give you were different ways to approach the same idea of setting goals. One thing that I've really learned as a professional organizer is there isn't a one-size-fits-all method. So for instance, if Marie Kondo's spark joy method isn't working for you, that doesn't mean that you can't get organized. There is another method out there that might work better for you. So the great thing about these interviews that I've done is that everybody sort of approaches goal setting in a little bit different way. You will notice some common themes such as writing things down or having accountability, but overall, there's really some different tactics that are out there that if something isn't working for you, it might be able to help you find a different way to reach those goals that you have for 2019. So I want to jump right into this episode with Lori and Kelly, but I also want to remind you that anything that we discuss during the episode, we bring up some books, or if you want to follow Kelly or Lori on any of their social media accounts, you can find those in the show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. And of course, you can always find all of the cocktail recipes that we make here on Cocktails and Containers there too. So off we go into our goal setting for 2019 with Lori and Kelly. I am so excited about today because I am here with two of my organizing friends from here in Columbus, Kelly Butler of A Joyful Sort and Lori Sella of Time for Organizing. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for coming to talk to me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I'm going to have Kelly and Lori tell you a little bit about themselves here in a second, but first, let's talk a little bit about what we're sipping on because really, that's the only way I got you to come over to my house. (laughs) That's right. right. (laughs) When you mentioned chocolate. (laughs) So we are having some peppermint schnapps sipping chocolate today. And sipping chocolate is a little bit different from regular hot chocolate because it's basically a melted down candy bar. So I bought a really good 72% dark chocolate candy bar from Trader Joe's. It's about five ounces of chocolate. And you start by warming up a little bit of milk. I did whole milk and I did five teaspoons of cocoa powder and got that until it was good and warmed and all mixed up. And then I added in the five ounces of the dark chocolate and just let that melt. And then that is your base. And to that, we added the good stuff, right? (laughs) We added an ounce of peppermint schnapps and an ounce of vanilla vodka and then topped it all off with some whipped cream and some crushed candy canes. And I think so far, so good, right, it's ladies? delicious. <laughs> it's the best thing I've had in a while. Yeah, it's it's really good. And it could be, uh, I'm sure it's one of those things that it's like, with all the alcohol in it, it could probably knock you over pretty quickly <laughs> yes. if you drink too much. It's like a dessert, but mm-hmm. it's really thick. It's like a it's like an adult version of hot chocolate because mm-hmm. it's a little bit thicker and not quite as I like sweet. that adult version of hot yeah. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. So, ladies, I just want to give you the little toast that we do here 
at Cocktails and Containers. And what I like to say to people is, may all of your things be tidy and may all of your cocktails be strong. So cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> all right. We are going to start out. I want you guys to tell everybody just a little bit about who you are and sort of how you got into the organizing business. So we'll start with Kelly. Well, hi, I am Kelly Butler. I launched uh, The Joyful Sort in early 2018. Um, So I had always loved organizing from the time that I was little and just something I did for friends and family, something to relax and um, just kind of took a big leap of faith, knew that I needed to change what I was doing. I was in the HR and talent acquisition space for about 10 years. And so, yeah, I decided to just kind of jump in last year and it's been an exciting and wonderful year so far. So you are very well versed in this sort of goal setting yes. process yeah, that we're going to talk the about. Yeah, the yearly review, the annual review process. Yes. It's very, very <laughs> fresh in your brain. What yeah. about you, Lori? How'd you get started? All right, how much time do we have? <laughs> um, let me say this. I think for me, it's have, it has been a lifelong journey. It's more of a trying to find yourself and who you want to be when you grow up kind of thing. You know, growing up, I never thought I would be one. It wasn't even a thing. My first love was math and science, so I started to be an accountant. I worked in that field for many years, and I think like many others in our profession, almost everyone does professional organizing as their at least their second career, if not third or more. Yep. So we all bring to the table something different, yes. and then we all have things in common, like you know, obviously the love to organize, love for people, you yep. know, helping others, that connection. In accounting, I hate it. Just being behind a screen all day and crunching those numbers. Nobody comes at the end of the session and gives you a hug (laughs) at the end of the month and say, oh, that reconciliation was wonderful. (laughs) So there was always something missing. I did teaching. Uh, I taught French and English for about a year. English is not my first language, as you guys know. I worked as a restaurant manager for many years for a family business. I think all of us do have that internal checklist, whether Mm -hmm. we're aware of it or not, of what makes us fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And as I was going through life, I had some time to think uh, uh, think about this when I took some time off with, uh, when I was pregnant with my youngest, who's now almost five, and uh, I reflected on it. I did some soul searching and I, you know, the light bulb went on. I'm like, this is who I'm supposed to be. Professional organizing really hit on all yeah, of those. Yeah. I felt like this is my calling, this is my purpose. It was a no-brainer after that, you know, on the practical side of things, because I wanted to do it right, air quotes. Yeah. You know, I signed up for NAPO, I took their classes and uh, became a residential specialist and working to more certification and stuff. So yeah, the rest is history. Excellent, and I do want to note too that we are all moms, so not yes. only are we moms that are professional organizers but we are also moms who have kids at home and we're running our own businesses Mm -hmm. and so i feel like this is a great um message this goal setting talk that we're going to have it's great for any moms that are out there whether it's that you want to get back into the workforce or you're running your own business or really you just want to kind of run your home more efficiently i think that sometimes people get bogged down with this idea that goals are just for people that are working Mm -hmm. um but they're really you know this idea of this mindset shift and you know setting a place that you want to be or that you want to work towards is really motivating no matter what space you're in so with that I want to start out by saying 
How do you know it's time for a change? When do you know it's time to set a goal? And I'm going to start with you, Lori. So full disclosure, uh, differently from Kelly, I goals and I, we have a complicated relationship, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because I am a professional organizer and I do what I do, but I'm the, I'm the person who doesn't like new year resolutions. I don't do well with big goals and big things. You know, they've never worked for me. I'm a more of a free spirited. So there's two ways I go about this. There's it, it, to become a goal. Something either has to be really major and important, something related to family, let's obvious right there in front of you. Or if it's secondary, I must have thought about it for a while, mm -hmm. researched it, mm -hmm. analyze it, rationalize it. You know, I'm a questioner. Yeah. So I have to have, it has to keep bouncing back to me, you know, like, yeah. oh, then I must really want this. You know, mm -hmm. it's really worth to give it a shot or put it on the to-do list. So that's so kind of my filter. For you, knowing that a change needs to be made is sort of after it's sort of come up in your I brain. I have to have been marinating on it yeah. for a while. And, and, you know, I don't catch on to trends like that. I'm the last person who bought a smartphone from everyone <laughs> I know because I'm like, I don't need this, you know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kelly? How do you know um, when it's time to make a change? Yeah, for me, it's it's more about how I'm feeling, um, which I know is it's a little difficult because that's less tangible. But if I'm just feeling kind of blah about something, <laughs> I try and kind of introspect a little bit and try and pinpoint, okay, where might that be coming from and what can I do to, to change that feeling and, and what steps do I need to take to make that shift, I guess. So, I mean, this isn't related to organizing, but I've been terrible about how much water I've been drinking. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and because I've been busy and running around and it's, you know, just kind of that, that time right now. And I can tell that that affects how I'm feeling throughout the day. And so that was one of my goals that I set for, you know, this past week was I was going to be more mindful about making sure that I worked that into my day. So I think that's a great yeah. thing because goals don't have to be like, I'm going to make a million dollars. Right. Like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Although that is a great goal. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be just a matter of a change that you feel like you want or need mm -hmm. to make. And you may not even use the term goal. You may use the word change or, right. you know, uh, you know, change of view or something like that. Because, you know, it may just be the word goal that you don't like right. very much, Lori. Or... I don't like the official part of it. Yeah. You know, right. the, any confinement, any Role, yeah. any limiting, you know, that kind of takes away. I, I have to be the one who's initiating yeah. that. So. <laughs> that's good. That's strange, I think that's but, and that's yeah. one reason why, you know, over the course of the next month, why I wanted to get these different viewpoints is even as organizers, like it's not cookie cutter. We're mm -hmm. not all one size fits all. Right. You know, I am very much the polar opposite of you. Like I have been working for the last two weeks on all of like even monthly goals and mm -hmm. small goals and breaking goals down because I need accountability. Right. Because I am an obliger. You said questioner. Are you saying I am a full blown questioner. Yeah. yeah. Are you familiar I'm an with obliger. The book? Yeah. You're an obliger. <laughs> so I'm an obliger and this is from the uh, Gretchen Rubin's book um, four The Four Tendencies. Yeah. And so I'm an obliger and so to me having those accountabilities mm -hmm. written down and whether it's to myself or to my clients or to my family or or to you know the people in my Facebook group, I am much more likely to do them if I if I have it written down. Right. So I think it's really interesting to get a different perspective. So uh, I love the I fact totally that, that you kind of come at it from a different angle. So then, 
as you have these goals or these um, things that you would like to achieve, what is typically your first step? So like mm -hmm. I just said, I usually make a giant list and mm -hmm. then I break that list down into a smaller list and a smaller list. Um, that's kind of how I work. Kelly, how do you go about yeah. attacking it? I'm very similar. I do. I'm a big fan of the brain dump where <laughs> I just kind of sit down, whether it's at my laptop or with a notebook and a pen and just blah everything onto the page that I'm thinking um, and it might be just like my to-do list for the day like I, I would really like to accomplish these things and then from there it's about breaking it down into more manageable chunks and kind of prioritizing what you know your top focus might might be again whether that's from day to day or if it's a quarterly goal for my business or um, a monthly goal things like that so Excellent. What about you, Lori? How do you go very about similarly? Okay. You know, I wouldn't structure it quite that way. Again, very naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. But I take the advice that I gave all of my clients to like stay away from big and mm -hmm. vague goals. Yeah. You know, somebody comes in and says, I will get organized in 2019. Right. Good luck. Right. Yeah. I'll hear back from you in mid-February when everyone stops doing what they right. were supposed right. to do. Exactly. Or, you know, I'll say, I'll get fit in 2019. Mm -hmm. Right. Hasn't worked in 41 years. <laughs> Will not start working now. What works is, like you said, breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. So the goal, let's say, um, is working out 10 minutes twice a week for the month of January. Mm -hmm. Can I do that? Yeah. yeah. So it's specific. It has a timeline, mm -hmm. you know, and it's manageable yeah. and it's measurable also. Right. Now, at the end of January, if you feel like you've done well with it, then you can add on to it and you can expand it. And by all means, you know. Yeah. So just, rather than just saying get fit, break it down to a small manageable chunk. And then your overall goal is to get fit. But then right. there's sort of filler pieces in there. Right. Make them specific and manageable. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think that that's a great way. So that's a great way to say then move into my next question which is so then you don't make it all the way through January mm -hmm. or you do have this thing that you want to do and you're not you're losing steam or it's February and you're you've lost you like, know, forget about this <laughs> you organized one closet and the rest of your house is organized or you're you've fallen off the wagon and you're eating you know cheese every day uh -huh. for dinner yeah guilty <laughs> how do you re-motivate yourself how do you recharge yourself how do you jump back in because I feel like that is a huge piece like we always are gung-ho right at the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when we fall off the wagon, you know, sometimes we need some tips for getting started again or knowing that it's okay, start again. Right. And so, Lori, how do you, how do you re-energize yourself? I typically like to hit the pause button when that happens and ask myself why. Again, it's about the why for me. Like, why is this happening? Why am I losing mm -hmm. steam? Did I take on too big of a goal? Am I too busy? Did circumstances change? You know, somebody meant to probably, you know, I don't know, get organized for that month. Maybe their husband got laid off. Maybe there's right. no more extra funds to purchase those containers or, you know, work with someone. Um, somebody probably meant to get fit, right? So they started working out in their basement. Halfway through it, they figure out that, well, I don't like working by myself. Yeah. So what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. You assess the situation. Like, is there something internal? Is it maybe not you? Somebody likes Zumba and had the bright idea of becoming a Zumba instructor. Well, guess what? You kind of assess and say, okay, mm -hmm. I do like Zumba, but probably teaching others is not my thing. Right. So some goals will be ditched because it's not ultimately aligned with you as a person. Some others, you need a course correction yeah. at that point. And you figure out, is this really feasible right now? Mm -hmm. Can and I do I, something about it? And I love that because mm -hmm. as people who have, I feel like organizers are known for setting goals and being examples of people who 
are, you know, goal driven, even though we may not use that terminology, it's okay. We, we all either end things or mm-hmm. modify or Absolutely. course correct. And I think that that's great to hear from you is that and like, even as somebody who for a living is clearly mm-hmm. driven to accomplish things, you say, you know what? This isn't working for me. I'm right. done with this. And I think that that's a really great thing to say. It's okay to let it yeah. go or, or to change it. it or right? Maybe it's it, yeah. just not the right timing. Yep. What about you, Kelly? Yeah, you- I know. I love that. I think that you know, kind of taking a pause and asking yourself why something maybe isn't working out. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a big, you know, epiphany. It might be something small. Like I don't, I don't like working out in my basement. Maybe if I shifted to a I'm different a room or whatever it is or start taking a class. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. And giving yourself the grace to say that, you know, to your point that it's it's okay that it's not working out and, and how can you tweak it and maybe take, take a bit of time off. Um, the other thing that I tend to do, and this is maybe – not the most organizer answer, but I, if I'm feeling kind of blah or stagnant in a goal, sometimes a little, a little perk or a little treat will kind of reinvigorate me. Like I, I had kept a gratitude journal one year and was really good about it, writing every night. And I loved it. I mean, I definitely felt it. I could tell a difference in how it made me feel from day to day. And then last year, just kind of that all went out the window. I just (laughs) was like, (laughs) so I just didn't keep up with it. And it was something that I wanted to get better about doing again. So I went out and bought myself a cute little notebook and a new pen to keep in my nightstand. And that, that was, I mean, it was a silly tangible thing, but it, it was a good motivator for me to look forward to doing that again and work that back into my routine again. Well, and I don't think that's silly at all because I think that sometimes we set too big of goals and when we don't get there, then that's what discourages us Mm -hmm. and makes us sort of like give up and not keep working on But if we say, I am, the journal I bought, or not the journal, the uh, planner that I bought for this coming year is actually a goal planner. Mm -hmm. So the whole point of it is all about setting goals and small goals and larger goals. And then there's like daily goals Mm -hmm. and like all this kind of stuff. You would, you, Lori, you would, I tried the Lara Casey. (laughs) No, I tried it. I purchased like, I have a dozen of them. So I'm like, maybe this next one will work. No. (laughs) But what I love about it is that within that, like within your little thing, when you're laying out your goal and the steps to get there and your deadline, it actually has a section for like, what is your reward going mm-hmm. to be? And I love that. Like, I haven't thought of any good rewards, but because I feel like I, I am pretty good. Although my goal, we'll get to it later, is self, self-care self mm-hmm. and, and taking better care love of myself that. this year. So it may be that like, okay, I'm going to go get a massage or okay, right. I'm going to go do something for myself. But I think that rewards for yourself, even if it is a new pen right. and a notebook that right. you really like is motivating. And if it keeps you on path to yes. getting to where you want to be, I think that that's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so goals or I'm sorry, rewards are one way that you might stay on task. Another way is accountability. Mm -hmm. So when you have something that you're working towards and you need somebody to sort of kick you in the butt, who is your accountability, Kelly? Um, well, I'm a big list person like you. And so having that, checking that item off the list or checking that checkbox for myself it, my my own accountability buddy I guess in that way <laughs> that I get my gold star for that um truthfully my husband is I, I verbalize a lot of my goals and things that I'm thinking to him and half the time I don't know if he's listening to me and that's okay <laughs> sometimes it's just about you know saying it out loud but he he's kind of my accountability buddy for that and we do that with each other I mean every year at the end of the year we're getting ready to do this um 
in the next couple of days, we do kind of a check-in of the past year and just like what are some things that we accomplished or things that we enjoyed doing and what are things that we want to focus on for the year to come. So we do a list, um, a Google Doc that we share and we can edit it and cross things off and that kind of keeps, we hold each other accountable in that sense too. So yeah, it might be like house projects or like we want to, you know, work on. Yeah. Yeah. And we each pick my husband's three explaining you. Yeah. <laughs> we each pick like three individual goals. Like, what do you do for <laughs> so he helps with that. So yeah. That's that's awesome. so cool. I love that. I love that. What about you, Lori? What is your accountability? So accountability, um, I think it it's either internal or external for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Obviously for me it's more internal than external. Uh, I know for, for some of you, like you mentioned, my oldest son is that way. He's an obliger. You know, if somebody tells him to do something by mm-hmm. a certain time and he needs steps one, two, three, you know, he'll bend backwards and do it. Yep. If somebody tells me that, I don't. <laughs> so I'm I'm self motivated in that way, but I also have I can count those people in the palm of my hand. You know, I like a lot of people, but there's very few, like my best friend. Mm-hmm. My sister, who's very far away from me, but we're lucky to be able to communicate through WhatsApp and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're my cheerleaders. I call them my yeah. cheerleaders more than accountability party. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the word accountability, just like the word big goal for me, <laughs> it sounds like more of a punishment, okay. more of a limiting. Yeah. So they're the people who will cheer you on and say, hey, you know, good for you that you did that, but not bring you down when you don't. Right. Become, so you don't sure. feel bad to right. say, hey. I haven't made those. Let's give you an example. My best friend and I, two years ago, we decided we were really behind on our family photo albums. We try and do a Shutterfly album for every year of our um, married lives and Mm -hmm. stuff. But we're like completely behind. You can imagine we're all paparazzi just taking like 2,000 pictures a day. And uh, we wanted to catch up on that. Did I do any the whole 2018? No, (laughs) for some reason. And then I went and did six of them in December. Rather than saying, where is your, you know, I don't see anything from Mm -hmm. you. We just focus on the positive. So if you can find those people to bring the best yeah. out in you yes, and kind definitely. of, you know, you can lean on and say, yeah, you know, like the little clap and stuff. It's going to help you stay motivated. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, that idea that it's a cheerleader. Yes. Um, I actually had um, hired a business coach this year. It was one of my things for 2018 was to kind of, you know, reassess my, my business and what I was doing and making sure that I was helping the people that I wanted to be helping and things like that. And I really found that hiring that person Person, whether you know and it's, it's what we do for a living mm-hmm. we provide accountability for people mm-hmm. whether that's the word that we're using or right. not is right. you know people often say like it's like the maid when you people clean, clean up before, before they come yeah. before we exactly. come to our house you pick because up they know that we're coming <laughs> and so i think that you know having an external person and for me having an external person that i paid because you know it's great that your sister worked for you and your husband works for you but for me personally like he made it even there's more sure. I, there's that yeah. money side of it that's like i am wasting my money if i do not follow through Absolutely. with this thing that's a great point. and so for me having that accountability um having that business coach and you know just being able to glean their expertise and, or like when i felt behind or needed motivation they were able to sort of redirect me and help me, you know, find a different path, you know, when I needed, when I felt less motivated. So, you know, I am, and now I'm just like, Ooh, what can I hire other coaches for? (laughs) My husband's like, slow your roll. (laughs) 
So do you have a limit on how many things that you'll try to tackle? Like, do you do like one thing per month? Do you do like one thing um, for your business and one thing for your family? I know you don't, you said you don't really set goals, but like. But I do, okay. you know, you know, I, I think I, I gave the goals a bad rep <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> and it's not the case, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to do what I do and run a tight ship at home with three kids. Right. So whether we can call it whatever it is, but that the truth, and you can come about it as, you know, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. I caution people always against taking on too much. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. You can give yourself whatever number. There are those magical creatures out there. Yeah. And I know a few who can have huge lists mm-hmm. and get everything done. Most of us, though, do struggle with the negative. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you take on too much is you're not going to focus on 10 on things anything. that you did. Right. Right. You're going to go to bed at night and say, oh, I'm such a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I can done. never get anything done. It's that's that's what keeps clinging into mm-hmm. our minds yeah. that, that demotivates you right so to warn to stretch those goal setting muscles and you know achieving mm-hmm. you I usually keep it two three new things at a time yeah. once those become routine or those get re- reevaluated for whatever reason you know like we said course right. then I bring on other things but mm-hmm. I don't I don't like the overwhelm I try and yeah. stay away yeah from it. yeah what about you Kelly? yeah I, I totally agree with that I think three is a really good number for me personally and I'm sure there's probably research out there with you know why that might work or or, you know the numbers that go behind it but I try and keep it to um, when it comes to my daily to-do list what are my big three for today what are three things one that I definitely need to get done one that it would be nice to get done and one that I could easily move to the next day or the day after that or whatever it is so that I give myself again a little bit of grace a little bit of wiggle room if something blows up and I don't get to it um, but still holding myself accountable I guess from day to day so and then even you know breaking down like from a business perspective looking at you know what are the big three things that you want to accomplish in the year ahead and same thing with um, you know, maybe with your home life too, you know, what are three areas that, you know, in, in a particular quarter or a a month or whatever it is that you can break down again into those more actionable pieces, I think. Yeah. I think three is a really good number because if you get one done, you feel really good. If you get two done, you're like more than half, you know, and if you don't get all three, you know, you still, but three seems very manageable. I think that that's, that that's a, a, a really manageable number, which is the thing is that I think sometimes people look at their year and they make this giant brain mm-hmm. dump list and they think that they have to do all, uh, you know, all of those right. things in January and you can spread them out right. and actually you're going to be more effective Absolutely. or you may realize that if you get A done, B doesn't really need to be right. done anymore exactly. because A kind of helped solve that's that so problem. Yeah. That's so, so, you know, picking those priorities. And I think that that's one place that people really struggle. I know that with my clients, one thing that I notice them struggling with is what a priority Everything's is and what a, priority, a value yeah. is because it's sort of been given all equal value. Whereas like getting on top of your bills and making sure they're paid on time is not nearly as important in my eyes because of the because of the consequences as going through your kitchen cupboards and right. getting rid of Tupperware you don't need. Right. But sometimes people give that all equal footing. So really sort of solidifying what those priorities mm-hmm. are are going to help you hone in on those two or three or five. You don't want to know how many I have. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's a long list. I don't think I have an actual number. But, um, but anyways, I think that, you know, that's a – that really honing in your priority is going to help mm-hmm. you to, to figure out which couple you really want to focus right. on until you move on again. All right. So 
We've talked a lot about goals, and I want to know what you have planned for 2019. What is one goal that you can share that you will be working towards this next year? For me, so 2018 was the first year of my business, and like I said, it was kind of a leap of faith that I took to just jump in and start doing it. So a lot of it on both sides my personal my family life as well as just running the business it was I was kind of winging it (laughs) to be honest (laughs) you know and and seeing how it went month to month frankly and so my goal for 2019 is just to be a lot more intentional about how I balance that time and how I dedicate myself to each of those areas basically I don't think you can do everything well so (laughs) I want to yeah all the the things and it's always going to be all the things so I just want to be a lot more intentional with myself from month to month And, and again breaking it down I think is the theme here but um you know, just what do I want to accomplish in both of those areas. So I think that's great. What about you, Lori? So um, I try not to set like a big goal for the year, like I mentioned, but I've found that I find comfort with sort of like a vision or a word, a theme for the year. And I've been doing that for the past few years. And uh, I try not to lose track of that. So the word for, I don't know why this word stuck with me, but it's curate, like curating Ooh, a collection. That. And I know in previous years it has always been about goals and achievement and, you know, priority, mm-hmm. you name it. But this, I don't know why, and I'm sure there's synonyms out there, but I, we're at a point in our lives where we are blessed to have what we have and be able to do what we do. So I, I will weed out the unnecessary mm-hmm. and try to focus on what matters to us the most. So a yeah. couple of short goals. I will, well, taking my own advice, make one Shutterfly album per month, which will correspond to a year. Right. We've been married 18 years, so I'm really behind. <laughs> and then book some travel, you know. Yeah. You, you know that we like to travel quite a bit. So yeah. specifically, I need to book spring break <laughs> by the end of this year. There which you is go. just, what, a couple days now? Yeah, there that's like uh, Monday. Yeah. Monday. You have till Monday to do that. But I love that curate, and that really sort of, falls in line with that whole like Marie Kondo spark joy thing Mm -hmm. because it's like really the best of the best. Right. Like letting go of anything that is just not the best of the best. And I just love that. Like in my head, it's a visual, but I know it's probably, it has to do with tasks and it has to do with things and everything. And I I love that. I love that word. Um, I had a friend who put something up on Facebook yesterday that said, what's your one word Mm. to describe your 2019? And I said, me and then I felt like I had to go back and like explain that's awesome but because I was like oh that sounded really selfish but here is the thing that is over the course of the last decade and starting a business and having a family and running a household I feel like me and my desires and my wants and needs has definitely taken a back burner Mm -hmm. to everything else that um, is going on and like I do a lot of things for my business but those aren't aren't soul enriching activities um you know and like finances got tight for us a little while ago and you know the things that got chopped were my massages and things like that and so you know I went out and for Christmas I bought myself skincare I haven't bought like a skincare line there you go in a while and so I have a cleanser and I have a toner and I have you know like I have all the little parts and pieces of it and I've been doing it every I have a jade roller have you guys used a oh jade gosh, roller oh my gosh yes I am They're obsessed wonderful. with it I keep it in my fridge I roll in the morning and yeah. the night it's but it's like a little piece of heaven when I'm sitting there in the morning <laughs> just like jade rolling my skin I feel like you're doing something 
something. I feel like I'm for doing you. something yeah. that's specifically for me, and I'm amazed at like how much better I feel. Mm-hmm. You're recharging your battery. and that translates yeah. to everything else. I and think. that's I yeah. think what I'm working towards is. And my other thing is um, life balance, and so I'm actually in the process of creating these monthly life balance. Um, uh, bucket lists that I will fill out for my families and I'm actually going to create a worksheet that I'll put out on my website for people where it's you can come up with activities for yourself and for your family each month because that's my big thing that I notice and with my clients is that they, are, they aren't taking care of themselves and they're also like not doing the thing they're all so focused on keeping the house clean right. or running their kids around or getting food on the table that they're not doing the fun things like we just did a bucket list over the holidays with the boys, and we went ice skating. The one boy wanted to go ice skating. The other one wanted to see the Grinch movie. Um, I wanted so to special. see lights. Yeah. And so every month, each one of us will pick an activity, and it might be play a board game. It might be whatever. But I know that four times a month, I am fulfilling that need that I have to spend time with my family yeah, that I feel beautiful. like I've been neglecting. And I need the accountability yeah. of writing it down right. on a piece of paper. That's great. And them knowing that I know what they want to do. So those are, those are kind of what I'm getting that's out beautiful. for 20 sign me up for that yeah yeah i'll send you guys a link no that's inspiring to me too we yeah. all need to hear those and you yeah. know everybody does you do you they yeah say, so yeah nope i mean of course i'd love to lose 15 pounds but <laughs> we'll put that under the self-care thing <laughs> all right well thank you both very much this is awesome and i am thank just you for so us. excited you guys are my first podcast of 2019 Yay. and i could not think of Happy a better way yes i couldn't think of a better way to start off the year. Um, before we head out, I want you each to tell people where they can find out more information about you. So Lori, where can we find you on the internet? So you can find me pretty much anywhere. The website is timefororganizing.com with a number four. Uh, same handle on Instagram, Facebook, Google, you name it. Uh, you know, you can reach out to me in any any of those. All right, and Kelly? Yeah, same. My website is thejoyfulsort.com. That's also my Instagram handle. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Pinterest as well. And just a reminder, you can get links to Lori and Kelly's social media accounts and their websites by visiting our show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. And I'll also make sure that I have a link to Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies that we discussed during the episode. And before I leave you today, I want to give you a quick recap on the highlights of Lori and Kelly's tips for setting goals. So some ways you might know that you need to set a goal would be if there's something that's been marinating in your brain for a while that you feel like you need to get out or if you have a feeling in your gut like you need a change. Some first steps to make in goal setting would be making a list and breaking those large goals that you have down into smaller goals and making sure that you're very specific about the goals that you're setting because big vague goals are very hard to stick with or complete. It's also good to sit down and do a brain dump of everything that is on your mind to kind of see what your priorities would be. If you find that you're losing momentum on your goal or you need motivation, maybe hit the pause button and ask yourself why you aren't being successful and then come at your goal from a different angle. Or plan to give yourself a little treat or perk in order to motivate you to finish that goal or complete the phase that you're in right now. 
Remember that accountability is going to be either internal or external. You can have it for yourself by creating a checklist where you check things off, or you can find a friend or family member to tell your goals to that can check in with you to see if you're doing things. Or you can always hire someone to play that role, like a coach or a personal trainer or a professional organizer. Both Kelly and Lori agree that less is more when it comes to setting goals, and usually it's good to have a limit of around two to three and let those become a routine before adding anything new. And if you want to pick up a copy of the Life Balance Bucket List that I mentioned in the show, you can get your copy by visiting balance.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. When you sign up, you'll get your bucket list for January and February. And then around mid-February, I will send you the list for March and April. The idea is that you are setting very intentional activities that you will do during the month, either with your family or with yourself. You're writing it down and you're setting a date to help you be accountable to those things that are going to fill your bucket and enrich your life. I hope you found some great tips for goal setting today. I want to invite you back here next week for part two of our goal setting podcast when I'll be speaking with Stephanie Wires of Bring Peace Home Dallas-Fort Worth. Until then, take care and happy organizing.